0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Hey, welcome to episode four of the Parenting Tools Podcast with me, Jason. And me, Jordan, the podcast
2: where two parenting tools talk about the relentless beauty and the hilarious chaos. A fatherhood and parenthood, anything in between.
1: <laughs> Learning to manage tiny people. Yeah. That are babies, children. Tiny people, just <laughs> small people, small human beings. Jason, how are you? Do you know what? I'm doing doing good. I'm very warm. Yeah? I'm just going to get that right. I'm sweating. heat um, is back. That has been... Actually, one of the issues this week, jumping straight in, I'm just going ahead. Yeah? Getting children to sleep when it is this hot. Like, we put Noah to sleep the other day. After like, 20 minutes, she slept great for 20 minutes. Went to go pick... She woke up, she was screaming, gave her a little cuddle, and she was drenched. They're so clammy, so aren't they? So hot. So like, What stinky. do you do? Like, genuinely, what do you... How do you... Get, do you bite? <laughs> this is a funny story. Jump straight in. Go on, then. Um, I mentioned this to my uh, brother or sister-in-law. Yeah. They panic bought in the middle of the night an air conditioning unit oh. so not just a, a, a fan a full-on air conditioning unit
2: that is where we go wrong in this country <laughs> <laughs> is that we, we don't have air con it's true yeah. i've looked into it so we bought a little air, air conditioning unit off amazon where you put water in it yeah is it good no it's naff <sighs> it's awful but we started to put ice cubes in it and that helps but they melt so quickly <sighs> But no, we've we've got a um, fan in the baby's room and Luca's room, we just keep the the what are they called curtains. <laughs> Pull yourself together, mate. Um <laughs> They uh
1: yeah, we, we just leave them closed all day and by yeah. the evening it's it's pretty cool. It's just so hot. Anyway, so that's the week. This week actually Noah's decided to sleep through as well. Get it. At the age of two, she's only just <laughs> let me just reiterate she's only just Decided to sleep through the night. And when I mean that, I literally mean you put her to sleep and she doesn't wake up for at least 10 or 11 hours. Do you know what? I I looked at you today and I thought, there's a glint. (laughs) Just a well-rested man. I thought maybe it was the sweat running into your eyes. (laughs) It's just the face of her. So do you you feel like a a new person? I could be honest. Those two nights, I slept terribly. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Mainly because I got woken up. I have to clarify, my wife is, a, is, a, is an amazing woman. She is. But she woke me up at three o'clock in the morning on this given night. We decided to go to bed really late because we were watching a film. Uh. We, we decided to risk it. Went to bed at midnight, woke up at 3 a.m. with M going, the heating's on. What, what, I can't turn it off. I can't turn the heating Was off. Was it off? It, it automatically turned on because no. we got a little remote and it had died. And so not only is it like 20 something degrees we got the heat not full blast. No. Yeah. What a nightmare. And uh, she couldn't find any batteries, so had to be the, uh, the hunter-gatherer and find the batteries. Oh, my uh, god! So that made us a terrible night's sleep. And then the second night, just I, I think I was in shock that Noah was sleeping through. And so I kept waking up going, oh, have I just slept through, like, yeah. screaming. Is she dead? She's not really sleeping great. Oh. And so the rest of the night's been glorious.
2: My heart is as broken. <laughs> listening to you on your first full night say that the heating was on it is hot though last night um so myla has also slept through what? recently but from like 11 12 till about six so you can get a decent night's yeah, sleep. yeah and um all of a sudden my wife just shot up in bed she was like oh no i think she had a nightmare so i just like rubbed her leg i was like are you okay i think you've had a nightmare she went get your hand off me it's so warm <laughs> I was like, "All right then." I think I told her to jog on. <laughs> I just rolled over and
1: went back to sleep. <laughs> it's so warm. It is very warm. And we're not set up for it. We need aircon. Yeah, uh, uh, genuinely. I, I, I sat in my car for an extra hour earlier just because. Extra hour. Yeah, I was doing some emails on my phone, but I just couldn't bring myself to leave because as soon as it was like coming off a plane, Petra, like go to Spain. Yeah. It was worth the petrol prices. really yeah, it was oh, it was beautiful. It cost you like 49 <laughs> forty nine
2: pounds to run aircon for an hour, but it was worth it so jason we've got we've got mm-hmm. a lot to catch up on because we recorded episode three and two quite close together it was very close together so we've not um we, <laughs> <laughs> we recorded them very close together, so we've not had a chance to catch up on episode two, and we've had some feedback oh had yes. some stuff in yeah from people so. Uh-huh. So my sister, of all people, contacted me about pregnancy tastes after saying that the tomatoes thing. Yes, my I remember. And my mum figuring out she was pregnant because tomatoes. So she messaged me this. Get the volume up.
3: Hi, George. It's me. Um, I've just listened to your last podcast, and I thought I would update you on the tomato situation. So I've not been pregnant now for almost... Ten years since I decided that I actually really love tomatoes, and I still love tomatoes. Oh, I can't get enough yeah. of them, especially those little ones on the vine. flipping love them. Um, <laughs> so there you go. You know, you know. Also, loved Jason's story about little Noah when she shouts that she needs a poo just because she wants to get out of bed. <laughs> and it reminded me of a time when we were on holiday in Devon and we were camping. And Zeffin was about two at the time. Claire decided he didn't want to go to bed, and when we ignored his repeat, we ignored his repeated shouts to get back up, he started shouting that the tent was on fire. And at one point, Ethan screamed that we needed to call fire. So we couldn't really ignore that one. So if you're talking tactics, I think that uh, I think that's a winner.
1: <laughs> that is brilliant. That's a, in a tent as well. At what point do you have to have a conversation? People
2: can hear that. Fire! Yeah, like all these other campers just minding their own business. And there's a lot of fire when you're camping, isn't there? Yeah. You just hear a kid screaming
1: fire. At at what point do you have to have the conversation of uh, the boy who cried wolf? Yeah, the boy who cried fire. (laughs) I've got to say, I love the fact that she she clarified it was her. Hi, it's me. It's me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I thought.
2: (laughs) when she sent it through, I was thinking, what else is going to be? Just case. Yeah. Well, what's funny about that is, so, she phoned me, she was in the car, if you're law enforcement, she's got Bluetooth, and um, she phoned me, said, George, I'm listening to your podcast, started telling me the story, and I said, Lise, voice note it me, save it, like, yes. send it to me, so we can, we can use it, and then I just hear her go, you stupid woman, and I'm like, eh? So I'm like, her at least. and she went. Someone's just reversed into me, as I'm on the phone, and so I'm like. And then she goes, she's not stopped. So I'm like audio witness to a hit and run. <laughs> wow. and um, So she's like, John, I've got to go. A woman's just reversed into me, and she's driven off. Um. And then it turns out she followed the woman home. Wow. And was like, by the way, you bumped into me. There was no damage. <laughs> so. <laughs> felt like, maybe felt like a wasted trip.
1: There was no damage. Just, that's dangerous. I didn't oh.
2: And then she sent me that. Wow. But my cousin, <laughs> just came to mind. My cousin, when he was little, he was obsessed with fire engines. And one day, they live on a street in Wales where it's one of those, like if there's this, like a siren or a police car yeah. or anything, everyone's out on the street. So there's a bit of commotion. Everyone's out on the street. My auntie goes outside and there's a fire engine there. And they're like, well, going on and they're like oh we've been called to your house turns out my my cousin wanted to see a fire engine so badly wow he phoned 999 <laughs> told them there was a fire so they send a fire engine and he was just loving life looking at this <laughs> fire engine whilst that's the street genius. the
1: street think there's something serious I, like going on i'd never even thought of that as a kid no. that's that's intelligence well yeah <laughs> just,
2: that intelligence didn't go with him
1: into adulthood. (laughs) At least we've got an answer to the question of, like, when your taste changes in pregnancy, uh, evidence there, at least one case that it changes for good. That's incredible. At least one case. At least one case. So it's 100% true. Yeah. So
2: far. There we go. So we've also had, um, I had a message from a friend of mine called Nick, who was
1: talking about the sneaking out of the room.
2: Ah, yeah. And Nick has gone to extreme
1: lengths. So, so this, this is when you've like, put a lot of effort into putting the child yeah. down, yeah. maybe transferring to the cart, Closing the door quietly. Yeah, and now you're trying to leave as quiet as possible.
3: Yeah. Way you might.
2: yeah, yeah, spot on. So Nick said to me, hi, mate. <laughs> Loved episode two. Cheers. Cheers, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Like and subscribe. <laughs> you put the story about sneaking out of their room with the creaky doors made me laugh. We recently asked the carpenter to replace all of our upstairs doors. The brief was to do anything needed to make them silent, no matter the budget. <laughs> Rick Jot, I'm glad to see he's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Our evenings depended on it. I honestly can say
1: it's the best money we've ever spent. Wow, that is brilliant. I wanna know how much it cost. Oh. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Nick,
2: <laughs> tell us. Let's, let's, no, don't don't tell us. Don't tell us how much it cost, but whatever it was, it was worth it.
1: That is brilliant, because I mean, According to evenings are ah, like that is like your safe haven, isn't it, as parents when they're all asleep? Um, imagine from the carpenter's point of view.
2: So, what kind of thing are you after? He's like got his pencil behind his ear. What kind of thing are you after? <laughs> and you go,
1: just silent. Just non squeaky. Yeah.
2: What style? I don't, oh, don't care, mate. Just as long as they're quiet. Now I imagine they've not got any doors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like really like thin paper ones.
2: Yeah. Well, those things that you get like in a deli
1: or like outside a <laughs> butch- butcher, just like hanging bits of... We keep the cooling. Oh, I need some of them in this room, oh my word. Oh, jeez. That's a great shout. But, yeah. Get the aircon on, the little... Uh...
2: So if you're struggling with leaving the room, Nick has got a carpenter that will sort you out with silent doors.
1: <laughs> so last week, was it last week or the week before? I think it was episode three. Uh, We introduced the topic of the fourth trimester. Yeah. Topic that we hadn't really heard before. New ground. However, we've had some stories come in. So yeah, we've
2: had um, a comment on Instagram from Sarah. It says, fourth trimester, I remember holding my mum's arms, staring into her eyes and saying, Mum, I don't think I'm okay. Wow. I know. It's such a massive change in life. And I don't think there's any amount of books or advice that can prepare you for it. We definitely thought, what have we done on a couple of occasions. <laughs> the adjustment is so difficult but amazing. I think we can all agree.
1: Oh, yeah. The thing is, that, that question of what have we done? Like, there is definitely a process where, like, you're mourning your old life. Like, <laughs> like, legitimately, like, the fact that you could just get up and go to the cinema. You could just yeah. get up and go out. Like, that whole process of that, your whole life has changed
2: Yeah, this moment. You can go to work feeling fresh happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just feeling yourself
1: yeah yeah and I think I don't know about you but there are times now where I didn't get into work and I forgot to feed myself because I was so concerned about feeding like the kids getting breakfast all that sorted and by the time I actually get I'm like oh like, I missed my cereal <laughs> I forgot to get my Wheatos. I'm really hungry
2: <laughs> well my wife so she phoned me um, and she said about the fourth trimester yeah and um, she kind of just filled me in a little bit. And she said, like, there are things that you wouldn't know unless I told you. Mm. And it was stuff that I wouldn't have even thought about. So this might sound a bit basic and simplistic, but when your wife gives birth, you're like, right, she needs to recover because she'll be exhausted. Mm. And it's just like, for me, that's, that's what it is, mm. is that she's exhausted, she's been through an ordeal. And I don't think through much else. But she listed off loads of things that like women can go through, physically. Mm. Whereas for a man, there's no physical elements of giving birth. Yeah. The only physical side effect is you're tired. Yeah. Which you can get over with a bit of sleep. So she said she listed off things like, um, when your stomach goes back to normal, your body returns to normal size. That hurts. Wow. You can have like post baby contractions and, and they they hurt. Wow. There's things like um, she says there's bleeding. Mm. She says it, you've got discomfort and pain when you go to the toilet. Things that a bloke wouldn't experience or wouldn't know that their wife is experiencing unless they're told. Yeah. So I was listening to her thinking, I feel like I should have known this to support you better. Mm. But at the same time, it's a whole different side of, I was explaining my experience of the newborn bubble, like, I'm off work. Yeah. It's brilliant. There's the three of us, whilst my wife's in pain, yeah. whilst her body returns to normal. And I just never thought of that side of
1: things so it was really interesting to to speak to her about it Mm. that's one of the things that especially about this podcast when you're talking about stuff and it opens up conversations that you don't really think to have in the moment yeah Um, and like there were loads of conversations that we wish we would have talked about before having kids not that it would change anything but just so you're more prepared and like even things like nowadays when it comes to work and um, like, taking leave off work. Like, I, I suggest that anyone who's having kids, like, especially if you go, like, the traditional route of, like, the woman's doing most of maternity leave. Route? Not route. Route. Which one's... Is it? Right on, brother. Is that American? It's very American. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank <you for> dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the conversation... Like, I always suggest to people, like, to guys, take as much time off as you can. Yeah. Like, two weeks is not enough. Um, like, to put it in context, I had... I didn't take it as a maternity leave. I just took it, I left work, and I had eight months. Wow. And like in that eight months, there was a lot of recovery, like from our mental health and other side of that. But actually, having a long period of time to adjust a new life together before getting thrown back into work yeah. was so important, even just seeing how much work it is yeah. to look after a baby because it changes so often. And like obviously, now there's um, ability to take shared parental leave. Um, but I was chatting to um, my brother in law. Who's taking shared parental leave? It's so uncommon that most workplaces don't even know how to like navigate it and like, I don't even know if that's allowed. Yeah. But like just taking that time off at the beginning for me is like if you're having kids, take as much time yeah. as possible. I did um, that. I, I coupled annual leave with paternity leave mm.
2: and it was brilliant. It was really nice. But yeah, it's it's and when I say that conversation was a couple of months too late, I mean from my part, yeah. not from her part. Like she hasn't got to fill me in on anything. Mm. But I feel like I just didn't support her as well as I could have, not knowing that stuff. So, yeah, fourth trimester. Um, fellas, if you want to do a bit of research, I'd uh, recommend giving that a look. Because I didn't know, and I wish I did know. Mm. Yeah, so That's a good tip there. Top tool. Top tool. That's, that could be a feature, couldn't it? Top, top t- tool. Top tool. <laughs> <laughs> top tool. Tell you what else happened in episode three. What happened in episode three? First guest. We
1: did. What a guy. Shout out to Sam. Shout out. It was a great episode. Yeah. I absolutely loved listening to Sam. Yeah. Uh, like just hearing their story and like how they're navigating some of the challenges. But also they're doing it so well. Yeah. Um, and like I know them personally, they're great parents there, great in their marriage. And it's just like even though there's all that stuff that's great, there's still struggles that go on behind the scenes and it's mm. just it's good to them. It was a good episode.
2: It was. And for me it was I I've only ever met Sam like twice. And so all that stuff that he was talking us through mm. we hadn't prepped him. We hadn't said, oh, this is what we want to talk about. We hadn't sent him a list of questions. Yeah. The first time I heard it was when we were recording it. Mm-hmm. And for me to hear someone say, like, I didn't have that instant connection with my child yeah. was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it, but, like, su- surprising. Because that was completely not my experience or that of people in my family and immediate circle of friends. Mm-hmm. So to hear him say that was quite surprising. But then to explain the reasons why, I thought was, was really interesting. And yeah. since then, I've had two conversations with parents. Who have said the same thing? Okay. So one, I was—it's quite funny. So I was just sat on my laptop getting some clips from episode three for social media, and um, follow uh, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, at Parenting Tools Pod on TikTok, and we need to get better at social media, don't we? And also promoting social media, yes, as I've just do. found out. <laughs> and uh, this—it was—I was at university, and the, one of the lecturers came in, and she—we're in the room together. Do you know, it's just you and someone else. You feel like you should make yeah, a conversation. A bit awkward. So I was on my laptop. I said, I'm really sorry. I'm just picking out some clips from this podcast I'm, I'm doing. Told her the story, and she went, Oh, I was the same with my first. Mm, wow. She went, I had a, a tremendous ordeal, quite touch and go. And it was six months before, really, I, I looked at my firstborn and thought, I love you so much. Wow. Because the recovery was so long. And then had a, another, so that was a female's perspective. I was talking to a mentor of mine today um, who's a male and exact same thing, wife went through a bit of an ordeal, touch and go again, he said that. Wow. Um, she was in hospital for weeks recovering and he was at home with the baby on his own. And he said, and this is his words, I got a bit weird. <laughs> and um, he just said like he got really protective of the baby. Wow. He said, that, like I didn't want people to come to the house. I didn't want people to hold him and then as a result when his wife came home she struggled to bond mm. because he was so protective of this baby wow yeah and so there's literally two people i've spoken to and they had similar experiences to what Sam have had mm. and then i said to him how many times have you told that story and just said like oh we had complications and he was like yeah mm. and so like there's nothing wrong with talking about this stuff at all
1: yeah because for me uh, going into it, we had been listening to the parenting podcast by uh, Josh Whittacombe and Rob oh, Beckett. Love that. Great, great podcast. Love that, um, so funny. But one of their early episodes, they talk, They were talking about this, of they didn't have an instant connection with their child. And so before we like even got close to the birth, um, me and Em were both prepared in the sense of we're not going to have this instant connection. and Or we might do, we just, we just don't know, but we knew it was an option that it might not happen. And um, like especially for me and uh, and similar experience, the first emotion that I felt was just protection. Yeah. That thing, I just want to protect you. The feelings of love came afterwards, especially if you've seen the photo of Noah when she was born. She looked like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Underbaked. Underbaked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. She's absolutely adorable now. She is. Well, she was the whole time. And, the, 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 gen- no, genuinely, <laughs> the first time I... I so when she was first born, she was covered in bruises. She still yeah. had um, the, the womb hair that they have. So they have hair in the womb. Do they? Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's got a fancy name. But so she still had this all over her body. Like a little rug. <laughs> not, not as thick, but like hairiness. A bit of insulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but I didn't see any of that. So mm. like, I was like besotted in terms of, like, I thought she was amazing. Um, but the overwhelming thing was just protection. Um, and then our relationship, like, I didn't get to hold no for the first week that she was alive. Mm. Um, and the only time I get, did get to see her was through an incubator. But actually, as soon as I held her, it was like, man, uh, absolute And I was like besotted from that moment. Um, it was only later that I looked back at the photos and realized, oh, she was bruised and she looked like a troll. She was a gremlin <laughs> But at the time, I didn't. I thought she was the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. Until Um, you looked at pictures. Until now, I look back. Gosh, I was wrong. (laughs) What was I thinking? (laughs) It was so strange because, like, even things like her skin hadn't developed properly, and so it was so thin, and so she looked like really red. She looked like a red baby because her skin was so thin, um, and just like loads of stuff hadn't like properly like formed. Hmm. She was supposed to still be in the womb. Um, but as she grew like, she grew into herself
2: yeah um, so we should do I think because you've mentioned Noah and your journey yes. a few times I think we should do a whole episode on it but yeah. you did a video blog didn't you I did Yeah. which I think we should link amazing in the but
1: description in the YouTube description yeah. below yeah just so people can get a bit more of an insight into so that video is it's about 20 minutes long um, but it's the main story from my wife's perspective mm. um, everything from like preparing to go into the hospital like where we were Um, and then right up until the birth that's what the whole thing covers Um, and like she goes into quite like a lot of detail um, and that was literally um, probably six months after it had happened so it knows about six months old when we recorded that but from the perspective of we were looking for videos we were looking for content where people had experienced what we had and we just couldn't find many and so we were like oh we've just got to get this out So. Just if anyone ever goes through a similar situation where their baby's like born premature or unexpectedly or something happens, yeah. then at least there's a reference point of all oh, those people have gone through it and they're all right. Um so yeah, that that was it um so far. There's still there's still two more episodes to come. No, it's two now, still not finished them. <laughs> Mainly because, and this is where it gets a little bit deep. The next episode, because we were like vlogging the whole time, yeah. Um, probably a coping mechanism. Um, The next episode was where Noah nearly died in my arms. Oh, man. And, like, I've got, not footage of that happening, but I've got a video where I'm talking to the camera of, like, the day after of going, this is what's happened. And it's just, it's still too raw for me to edit. Wow. So that will come out in the future. Little self-plug there. uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, watch it on YouTube. Subscribe. (laughs) Subscribe. And you'll receive notification. the (laughs) two years time (laughs) Of when I'm ready. Yeah oh no that's that's amazing and again like i said to sam thank you for his honesty yeah thank
1: you to you mate for that was great you know filling us in Mm. with what you've been going through and but one thing that's really important is that especially when like me and sam talk a lot and we've talked in the past about this as well and sam even mentioned it is your experience is so personal Mm. that for many people pregnancy is the most traumatic thing you've experienced to date and so regardless of if it's like subjectively looked worse, for many people that's the worst thing they've been through in those moments or most yeah. traumatic. And so those intense, those feelings can all feel the same. Um, and so actually, when you're talking to people about their stories, sometimes it might not seem that bad, but actually the way they experienced it was like the worst thing they've gone through. Yeah. Um, and so those, like, talking about it is so important, just getting those feelings out, um, and it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's okay. Cause I was saying that my dad, shout out to my dad, I love him and like i don't know about you but like my dad is my point of reference for how to parent and yeah. how to be yeah, a yeah. bloke <laughs> yeah. and you know what i've got a really good example but he kind of said you know when i was when you were little i was up two three times a night and i'd have to go to work and just get on with it and i was like dad that's still the same like it is still the case that you get on with it like yeah. you have to but having people hear other people say Do you know what I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I would Mm. or this is a massive struggle will just help people.
1: It it definitely helps like your just mental state of like knowing that you're not alone and it's normal. Yeah. It's like, oh man, it's it's amazing but also it's really hard at the same time.
2: It's like when you try to undo (laughs) like a jam lid and you can't do it. You can't undo the jam lid and you pass it to someone else and you're thinking, please don't do it first time. Do you know what I mean? And you see someone else struggle with it and you think, oh gosh, I wasn't the only one <laughs> that struggled with the jam lid. There's nothing worse than when you pass the jam lid on and someone just does it
1: first time. I've just now got images. How many times do you open up a jam lid on a daily basis? Like, do you like just jam-, jam for every meal? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean though? Yeah, because like, there are some people that you look at and it, it looks like Instagram perfect. Yeah. But everything just looks so easy. And it's like oh they don't even struggle like yeah. it's so easy for them, and then but really like most people are like there are difficult stuff in parenting, um, most of the time it's difficult yeah. even if you're doing it well even the easy hard. parts yeah are difficult yeah. yeah so and actually t- to be honest like when you're looking at like people who are amazing parents like me and them think you and Leanne are amazing parents oh thank you so much one of the questions I've got for you <laughs> it's the filter it's the filter <laughs> it's only Instagram. <laughs> I will be terrible. That's what we tell ourselves. So we can feel better. <laughs> One of the questions I've got for you is how do you navigate routines? And I don't mean children's routines, like as parents. Like, how do you navigate having time for each other, time for yourself? Uh, do you have a, a structure, a pattern? So I'm sure ours will be different. Yeah. Like, what, what have you got? What is your setup? So I remember once
2: bumping into a friend of mine from school. Um, and he was a dad like quite a few years before the rest of us. And we were thinking about having kids. So I bumped into him on carnival day of all days. <laughs> so everyone's lying in the streets. So I'm like, oh you're on right, mate, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm all right. I was like, you're a dad? He's like, yeah. I said, mate, what is like the one bit of advice you would give? And he was like, know that it will put a strain on your relationship. Wow. He, was like, you, he was like, you really need to work as a team. He's like, because mm. it will test your relationship. And I was thinking we've got we've got a great relationship, so like sound, but it is, it is hard on both of you mm. when you're tired. That's the worst the like, nice part, isn't it? Yeah, and like, when, I don't know about you, but when I'm tired, I don't function very well. I mean, and I mean physically. Like yeah. I used to be sick. in airports.
1: Wow. you know when you just in general? You,
2: just you in general. Yeah. Right. If Scroll I was feeling on, a bit queasy, I just I'd go to my local airport. <laughs> but like, do you know when you've got to get up early to go on holiday? <laughs> yeah. And you've got that four a.m. wake up oh, or whatever. Yeah. I'd just be sick. Really? My body just oh, couldn't wow. handle it. So everyone used to joke like, oh, when you've got kids, your your life is just going to be you being sick. <laughs> and so like, I don't function particularly well. And I get a bit snappy and a bit grumpy. Mm. Maybe a little bit mean. We're well, not mean, but you know, a bit yeah, petty. Yeah. Um, and when you're both in that state, and you can just kind of, little things will just annoy you, yeah. won't they, about, yeah. about each other. And it's, it does take a strain. But I think finding that routine and having time for each other, mm. but not just each other, but for yourself, yeah. is super important. And especially for me, like, I'm, I like people, I like being around people. But like last Friday, when I was at uni speaking to that woman, actually, Mm. I ended up being in the room with her because I just didn't want to go to lunch with people. I'd been around people all week and I thought I just need some time on my own. And so I found that time there and it was, it was dead nice. It was really nice. Um, So, yeah, we, I'm very, and she might not even know this, but like I want Leanne to go out and do stuff on her own without me. Mm. So like days where she's like, oh, I want to get to the gym today. I try to make sure. That she gets to the gym. Yeah, if she's got like a, a church group on a Tuesday, I'm like, you go. Like, I'll look after the kids. You go. Mm. So, and then when she has that attitude for me, like, right, he needs to do his thing. Yeah, and you're
1: both kind of advocating for each other. I think that will really help you out. That's, what, that's, about, what about that's, you? How do that's you? Huge. So, I mean, so I work a lot in the evenings. Um, like I have different like, meetings on or something like where I have to meet. So I, lo- I work a lot with volunteers who can't like, meet in the daytime. Right. So evenings is the time where I have to work. And for that, like, we're just super flexible of, usually whenever that happens, I tend to plan them on the same day of the week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we are, as much as Noah doesn't sleep through the night, she's always been good at going to sleep. Um, and so we get to sleep and we have that evening, most evenings, just to chill out together. And f- for us, like before we were married, that time was like almost sacred, hmm. of just not with anyone else, just chilling together, doing, just, just hanging out, doing stuff what we like. Nowadays, it's mostly watching someone on TV, because that's easy, um, yeah. or just chilling in the garden or something. And so we, we try and do that like a few times a week. Um, I remember like when I was getting ready to get married, um, people talking about like, how important date nights are. Yeah. The thing that shaped my th- thinking most was someone who said, it's not enough just to have one night a week. Um, it's like actually, this person's supposed to be your best friend, and so it's like have multiple times where that's the most important thing. And so, of any given week, we've probably had two or three nights just together. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that we're not very good at is sticking to allowing each other to do something by themselves. Mm. Mainly because we just don't plan it. <laughs> right. So when, like, so when M's planned to meet with her, her friends on like Zoom or something, that always happens. That's all really important. Um, Or, like, because I'm very introverted, um, like, if I just need an evening on Xbox, (laughs) like, Mm. that happens, but it's just actually going to plan other stuff, which is outside of work and outside of your your usual hobbies or with people, Um, and so that's the thing of, yeah, I could go and join football, but I'd rather just do nothing. (laughs) Rather not run. (laughs) I'd rather just veg. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Veg! Have not heard that before? No! Yeah, it's just, just like, just... What kind of veg? <laughs> I don't
2: know. That beetroot in this <laughs> it's, it's so warm. Just, just be like a vegetable, just switch, wanna,
1: my, switch my brain off.
2: Just want beetroot out. <laughs> so when you say that you have two or three nights a
1: week... Yeah. Do you get a babysitter in? No, no, so that's once the kids have gone to sleep. Right. So it's just, it's just that thing of kids have gone to sleep, like chores are last on the list, um we're getting better at doing those yeah. <laughs> but it's just more of like it's just intentionally going how many nights a week are we out doing stuff and not seeing each other Yeah. Um, because actually when you're tired and like what you're saying I get really ratty and mm. pathetic and just grumpy um, and when you're in that space when you actually haven't spent time together it's too easy just to result back to that Yeah. whereas if we spent a nice night together um, and the next morning I'm tired it's still combated by like that Um, So we just make sure that that is on the agenda of, and I think it's mainly because of like COVID. Like before COVID we were doing so much stuff, either out at a church thing or a group or doing another activity. Yeah. Like our whole weeks were so packed where actually we were just quite tired all the time, just like emotionally. Yeah. And when you've got kids, you're already physically tired so you don't want to be emotionally tired as well. So it's just that thing of filling up your bucket there's a little self help self-help thing there. But like what gives you energy? And like at the moment, being a vegetable fills in my bucket.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Whereas for me, going out and playing football, hearing different voices, seeing yeah. the seeing the, the lads. <laughs> seeing the boys. Even though you don't really talk playing football. <laughs> you don't really but it's like, you know, I'm out of the house, I'm doing something different, yeah. and it's it energizes me tiring myself out just chasing after people that are much quicker and healthier than me
1: i've got to place now where i recognize i like to play golf just to hang out with the guys yeah i hate golf right i hate it if we don't have a buggy halfway around i'm like i'll go home Malik, yeah i don't enjoy this i'm not good at it it's just boring but it's fun because you're with the guys because you're with your mates yeah because you're with your mates hanging out it's all good fun Without that, it's like... I've got friends that go out on the golf course by themselves. No, nah, see, I wouldn't do that. I can not think of anything worse. Well, there are a few things worse, but no. Being run over by a golf buggy. <laughs> but that would hurt. <laughs> so this week we're going to end with the daddy issues. Jordan, what has been your daddy issue this week?
2: So I'm still very much in the trenches of I can't leave my daughter down to sleep. So like... It's just emotionally? <laughs> she just... I'm still there. I can't leave the room like as soon as I put her down and she recognizes she's down she's rolled over she stood up yeah. and I'm like yes all right. So yeah. I'm still I mean, very much in the transfer. The...
1: Yeah. The transfer window. We
2: had some <laughs> the transfer window. <laughs> we had someone message before we started the pod didn't we? Yeah. About the positions that you can talk your body <laughs> into. <laughs> it was that word contort when you put your child
1: down trying not to wake them up. Oh, I mean, we've all been there, like, in the, the the things you do to help them get to sleep and stay asleep. There was one, I remember one moment um, where I, was, I literally had to rock now to sleep, but I'd created this pattern on the floor that I would follow and like dance and like rock to. And like, there was a literally like little step plan that I'd made in my head. Like a dance mat? Yeah. And I, I turned it into a game because it took me literally 40 minutes just to get into a place where she was in a deep enough sleep where I could transfer her. This is sleep deprivation. <laughs> at its finest. I know, that finest. never happened. <laughs> it's
2: out there now. I'm so tired, yeah. It's like, that, is, that is sleep deprivation at its finest.
1: <laughs> You'd mapped out steps. So the, the message that we had coming in was, maybe they've been out, they've been visiting friends in the evening. And the baby's falling asleep in the car. Yeah. And the transfer from car seat to cot just, in this particular case, was never going well. Yeah.
2: How'd you do it? It should be a throwback. A bit of a throwback for... for maybe our older listeners. But you know the crystal maze?
1: Don't tell me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I remember a kids' program. Yeah. On BBC that was based off the Crystal Maze. Okay. On CBBC. Well, I'm talking OG Jungle Run. Jungle Run.
2: Oh my goodness, that's a throwback.
1: <laughs> yeah, you remember that to collect those <laughs> little, <laughs> little monkeys?
2: Yeah. Is, like, that, is little, that what it is? Little totems, wasn't it? Yeah, to collect those. Little I can't things. remember. But yeah, it's, it's similar. What... Okay, it's like a grown-up that. version of Jungle <laughs> Run, but the transfer should be a level. It should be a physical, on. Uh, the crystal maze, where you go into a little room and there's a baby in a car seat and a cot, and that's impossible. Yeah, that's no, no will win it. Yeah, and then you get your crystal once you've done that. <laughs> but that's very much where I am. But one thing I realized, and we actually mentioned it, we subtly mentioned it a few weeks ago okay. when I was talking about the guy at the kids' party who separated Luca and his son. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you said, Well done, Mr. Man. And I said, Well done, Mr. Man. Don't know his name. That is an issue I've noticed. Since having kids, I don't know anyone's names anymore. I just know Lucy's dad. <laughs> yeah. Stephen's Steven,
1: mum. Yeah. Dale's mum. whatever. is so true. There's people in my phone book. Is that a thing anymore? On my contact list. In file of facts. <laughs> there are people in my phone who have got under their children's names. Have you? And I've met them, like, not just once or twice, like, five or six times now. Yeah. Where I'm embarrassed to say, a clue. what's your name?
2: Yeah, that's one thing about being a parent is I've just not learned anybody's names anymore. Like I'll say to Lee, when I picked up you know, one of the kids, I'm like, oh, I, I bumped into to Lucy's mum. Not a clue. Not a clue what her name is. And I've got an example of, of this. So my wife, Liam met a lady at the gym who was pregnant at the same time as she was. And they got talking about pregnancy yeah. and birth and stuff. And she came home, she's like, oh, I've got talking to talk this lady today. And then she started to call her a gym friend. And then she'd be like, oh, name? my gym friend had her baby. And then I saw my gym friend. So eventually I said to her, what is this woman's name? She went, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> and I'm not joking, two years. It was two years before she learnt her name. And, like, she knew all this stuff. She said, oh, you know, um, her baby is approaching two and she's not speaking yet. And she's really, and like, they'd go through some really deep conversations together. I, I knew all about this baby. Yeah. Not a clue what the woman's how, name was. How did she find out the name? So I said, you just need to say to her, oh, you know, we've, we've been talking a long time and I actually don't know your name. She like, I can't do that. But eventually she came home one day. She goes, I uh, don't know if I can name her on. No, no. Let's call her Suzanne. 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 Yeah. Go. Oh, her name's Suzanne. And um, yeah, I think she just kind of said, we've not.
1: <sighs> See, we've that, not, that's the you know, step that I'm, I'm too embarrassed to take. Maybe I have to wait until the two-year mark <laughs> Two-year mark? Is, yeah. is that his dad? <laughs> that was so quick. It took me a second to realise what had just happened.
2: Thank you. Was, well, we, we were at the park the other day, and we were, you know, our kids were playing with someone else's kids, and I said to this woman, I was like, what's your name? She says, because I've just found I don't learn anybody's name. So, yeah, she told me her name, and we had a lovely time, all of us together that's, with that's the kids. And
1: just like, straight in there.
2: Just, I don't know your name. I felt like I had to explain it, though, (laughs) because I didn't want to be that weirdo. Oh, what's your name? (laughs) That's not how I talk to people. I don't know why I did
1: that. But I felt I had to explain, like, you know, the whole I don't know anyone's names anymore. Jordan, I want to end on one thing, which uh, you came up with today, and I think it's hilarious. It's a new game to play. that if you're ever at home. The Crystal (laughs) (laughs) Maze. You can recreate it if you like. Um, (laughs) It's called Child or Dog. Yeah. Explain what this game
2: is. I don't know how we go about, you know, action in the game. So as we were setting up, we had all the doors open and we just heard someone say, no, get in,
1: get inside, sit down.
2: And it was like, child or dog. (laughs) So I don't, yeah, I don't know in what context we could. Yeah. yeah. Someone said that to me recently. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucas said, I think it was my uncle. He was my uncle. Luca did something I was like oh good boy and uh, my uncle was like You talks to him like a dog <laughs> so uh, how do we go about action in the game but I think it's a, a funny little thing because you do say don't get on there
1: wipe, f- wipe your feet <laughs> I think it's a game that I'm going to play with myself against my spouse yeah just in my head child or dog child or dog
2: <laughs> don't let him on the sofa he's just been through a puddle
1: <laughs> child or dog Oh, what amazing. If you want to get in touch with us, please do let us know your Seamless. stories. Seamless your segue. <laughs> Seamless transition. Child or dog? Child or dog. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok or Instagram at Parenting Tools Pod. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Or you can email us. Gmail us. <laughs> Gmail us.
2: <laughs> you can email us on parentingtoolspod at gmail.com.
1: Amazing. Episode four. Wrapped up. And I am seven stone lighter. <laughs> With all the sweat.
2: <laughs> oh, mate, that was a good one.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.